Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast. As always, I'm your host, Daniel Olabode. Our guest for this episode is Ariane Chavda, a trader, property investor and entrepreneur. The good kind of entrepreneur. Ariane and I went to the same secondary school before I had to move schools due to a situation that, that kind of got out of hand. I'll probably end up telling you about this story at some point in time. While we were at the same secondary school, I saw Ariane to be one of the most genuine people in our year group, as well as a good friend. He was very much into martial arts back then, and I see that focus and discipline has grown with him. I hadn't hung out with Ariane since I left Bishop Stockford in 2010. His absence from social media made it all the more difficult, but recently he started showing up online. And based off the content that he posts, I, I began to understand why it was necessary for him to ghost for so long. Irene has been trading, investing and learning how to use his money wisely, surrounding himself with people who he can learn from, as well as those who can positively impact his goals and life. His story is an interesting one, and he is an example of a person who takes the initiative to build his own future. His focus and discipline, as well as the knowledge that he provides in this episode, can be motivating for those who want to get into trading, investing, or those who want to make their money work for them. When I was a teenager, we were essentially told that it was necessary to go to university to be successful, but we weren't really told why this was the case, or that there were more than just one way to get a successful life, whatever your personal definition of a successful life is. I noticed that many people just went to university, took on the debt and not really know what they wanted out of it. I personally did know what I wanted out of university as I saw as I saw the course I took not as a degree but as a path to knowledge. Being able to be sustainable and financially independent does not require a de- degree but it does require a desire to learn and grow and change into the potential you see in yourself. University can be the place for this to happen, as it was for me, but we must understand that it's not necessarily the place for this to happen. What is necessary is the creativity to see and take opportunities, to take risks and to make the most out of your situation, whatever your situation is. We should never stop learning, whether that happens to be in education or even using the same technology you're using to listen to this podcast. Understanding the cost and benefit of a given situation can help us make good decisions and allow us to take the right kind of risk. We all have dreams and aspirations. We see our potential in our mind's eye and imagine the steps required to reach that potential. Some will say, if only this happened, or if only I could do this. I say, make it happen. Learn how to do it. In reality, to transform from who you are now to who you want to be requires work, struggle and pain. It requires sacrifice. To transform into what you want to be means that you will lose a part of who you are now. We should not be put off by this though, else we stay stagnant and unchanging in our flawed selves. We aren't gods that can be perfect, but we are humans that have the potential to do great things. So we must, in the words of Arian, find our hustle so we can know the good that we can do. You can follow Arian on his Instagram page at arianchafter0602. The link will be in the description. You can follow him as he documents his journey. 
you can also follow his ebay instagram page at adc underscore inventory to check out his latest sales do support the podcast by liking and sharing it with your friends and you can subscribe to be up to date on future episodes and clips that will be uploaded now i give you arian chapter Okay. Uh, hey, thank you, Arian. Thank you for coming. It's good, to, right, see like, it's it's good been... to see you. Thanks, Dan. It's been years. Like what we were just saying. Yeah, it's like six years. We six were saying. plus years, man. Yeah. Six plus years. I mean, to, we. I, last time I saw you was in um, year ten. When it was year ten, I saw some teacher escorting you off the premises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was for for much ado or nothing as well. Like yeah. But but there's yeah, it's good to see you here. Like um, the reason why I wanted to get you on the podcast yep. is because like. Not only was this like a mm. good reunion, but like I was, I've been seeing some of your posts on Facebook yep. recently about managing money and making money yep. work for you, and that really, I think I feel that um, it's that message is quite important yes, for a lot of people, very. especially people our age. Yeah. So yeah, I wanted to talk to you a bit about that and see and get to know like what made you to um, go into that path and to talk to mm. people about managing their money and sharing your knowledge with them. Well, it's it was it was kind of an accidental thing. Anyone who knows me knows I was into the whole fitness background. Um, so, reason why looking back now, the reason why I got into that was because of financial issues with in regards to family. So, those of you who remember me from secondary school, the times where I didn't go to your parties, etc., <laughs> was because I there was no money to go to those parties. So the only thing I could do was work out in a bedroom. Um, so really, that's where my career path. I was led, kind of forced slash led onto it because obviously I enjoyed it. That's the main thing. Mm. But it was really because that's all I could do. So that's all I knew at the time. Um, so working in the gym for three plus four years, you know, working your way up kind of thing. And you just kind of realize that there's more to life. Like you later on realize in regards to finances that there's there's more to life than just, you know, fitness. And in regards to the money you're making, is your time worth the amount you're earning and so on. So that's just the basic this is raw footage guys by the way yeah, this is raw this is just coming out um but yeah it's just from realizing in a way that i'm worth more yeah i know to some people that might sound like bs that might sound vague it might sound vain but at the end of the day you people have to remember for my job that i was doing at the time most of the time i was spent picking up bloody 50 kilo dumbbells off the floor mm. only for about five minutes after for gym members to throw them back on the floor mm. Not to mention managing a gym by myself and one cleaner. And then before working my actual shift, which was 2 p.m. to 11 p.m., coming in to personal train clients for that extra income, the main thing I was doing wrong there was giving up time for money. Mm. Now, knowing what I know now, the streams of revenue I have, I don't need to necessarily work for anyone else should I choose to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was really just... It's a, it's a lot of information to kind of just, you know, pinpoint, but this is just an, a massive overview and just understanding, you know, your own financial situation and what you can do and using the resources. Like, this is like the main thing I've been saying to people is there's never a lack of money. There's only a lack of creativity. Mm. That's, that would be, that's my main message, especially to my team, like those who work with me on the property side. That's my main, when I show them that this is how you can make money, their eyes, it's shocked. They're shocked. Like I could show you right now on my phone just from 
getting the details of a seller, their address, and the reason why they're selling their property, having made over a hundred pound, just from that and just selling it to an investor. Mm. Like these are these are obviously that's a very generic side. This is specifically property, but there are other ways you can make money. So, like we briefly spoke about at the start, Instagram advertising yourself on Instagram. I know some people are doing it already, but some people aren't. They have a business and they're wondering why they're not making any money. And it's because you're positioning. Like earlier today, as I was running late, you know, from the gym, a lady was sitting outside. This is, we're kind of going off topic here, but this yeah, is raw. Yeah. But a lady was sitting outside Lidl. No, Aldi, sorry. Aldi begging people for money. I'm really sorry, but your positioning is shit. You've come to, do you, do you try and understand what I'm saying here? Is yeah, that yeah, yeah. You're in a low economic area. Let's face mm-hmm. facts. Like where we are, it's a low economic area. Obviously, this, for me personally, this is where I really see people who are driven. But putting that fact aside, you're in a low economic area. You're outside Audi begging people for money where people are coming to Audi to save money. Yeah. Your, position, your positioning is absolutely shit. If you had got off your ass, walked all the way to central London, went outside, say, for example, London Stock Exchange, different story. You might get thrown away by the security, but at least your position, positioning is much better. Mm. So it's just understanding... Well, I've kind of gone on a rant here. It's just understanding literally, one, what you're worth what you plan to do about your situation. I mean, for those of you who are happy to work a nine to five and, you know, have the weekends off, look forward to Fridays every, every, every week, that's fine. Like, I'm not trying to impose what I am what I know onto you. This, this is for, what I'm saying is for people who want to change their lives because they're sick and tired of working that nine to five job or working for someone else. Hmm. Yeah. So why, um, why is it about, um, well, I have so many, there's so many angles I could ta- mm. um, target, but I was like, why? Throw what, it at me, man. So what is it about what you've learned that makes it, um, why should people listen to you? And like, what have you experienced from, from like the, from your time, from just being uh, working at the gym and then to who you are now that makes your experience valuable? Mm. Really, I don't really, care if people listen to me or not (laughs) at the end of the day i'm in a situation that i want to be in because i've got myself there Mm. don't get me wrong my life is there's still stresses there's still family issues there's still all of that involved but in terms of career wise and working for myself like for me that's a blessing like i remember the days having to get up at like four o'clock in the morning for a six a.m shift Mm. and then finishing at three and not having time after to do what i want because i'm just so knackered so for those of you who want to take on board what I'm saying, what I'm trying to, in a way, suggest is start your own business. Mm-hmm. So, take for example, you guys here doing this podcast. This is still something. This is your this is your baby. This is your business. Nurture it, care for it, mm. to make the most out of it. Especially for guys in our like our age, most guys like they, we go to uni, and you know we expect to get a job. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. You know, our parents say go to school, get a job. Go to university, yeah. you know, you'll yeah. get you go to university, you'll get the job that you've always wanted. Yeah. I'm sorry, there's some people from our year who are seeking job seekers. Mm. And they went to university. For me, the whole concept of university is it's there to keep the order of things. It's there to maintain the norm. It's there to stop people. It's in a way it's there to make people lazy. That's the way I see it. I mean don't get me wrong. I know you've been university. No, no, no. Like, like I, I don't, I don't. I'm not trying to say, uh, take offense to it. I mm. think it. I think generally speaking, um, 
Like, I feel a, a large amount of people who go to university, sometimes they just go because they don't really know what they want to do. It's yeah. like, oh, it's like, okay, it's the next stage of yeah. from, I went to college, I went to sixth form, okay, go to mm. university, that's what we're taught. Go to university, graduate, get married, have kids, like, yeah. have the job you want. But um, I feel the only time it's, because because of how much of an investment university is, you really need to know what nine, you want what you want k, to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I can I can only speak for uh, ourselves, like for mm. the for the particular course that we took. Like we uh, both me and Anand, we studied um, visual effects uh, for okay. TV and film, and we studied that at the University of Hertfordshire. Yeah. And like for me, um, I I the reason why I chose to go to university because of how, um, the fact that okay, if I go to university to study this, I'm gonna learn. Um, high qual. I'm gonna learn um visual effects at, uh, and 3D at a high quality because Harvard is like the best mm. in in the UK or or maybe in Europe for what it teaches. Yeah. And its connections are, um, are outstanding because you can we have we have connections with MPC Frame Store Adobe, yeah. all these big um effects companies, but that that was like the mm. main decision to why why to go to university because okay from that and then what can I gain from that, um after graduating i have the tools i have yeah. the knowledge to then do what i want and uh, do yeah of course do, yeah so bear in mind yeah. what i'm saying it's not to knock on people going mm -hmm. to university but don't we at the end of the day we still need the doctors we still need yeah. the lawyers and so on but if you're just going there to wing it <laughs> yeah i mean I, I know people i know people who have spent 9k to basically party the whole time and then yeah. rock up to their lectures like two hours late so to speak so mm -hmm. if you're one of those people <laughs> then maybe listen to what I'm saying. But yeah. by all means, don't get me wrong, I'm not there to completely knock people because at the end of the day, I came from a background where my mum told me not to go to university because she just wanted me to get a job just so I can pay off her bills. Uh, yeah. So I'm not completely knocking off people from going to university. I'm just saying, as soon as you can, find out what you want to do. Mm. That would be, that ideally that would be my message to people was, I mean, people spending time on Facebook, Facebook's getting the value out of them. They're not getting the value out of Facebook. Mm. So people will spend their time on Facebook. You could be advertising your business on Facebook rather than you just scrolling through people. Oh, look, yeah, we went out last night, blah, 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 you know, posting drunk selfies of themselves and so on. Mm. Um, get the value of what you're doing. That, that I would say, that's what I would say to that, yeah. is understand that there are so many options people have university isn't one of them getting a job isn't one of them like starting your own business again isn't there's so there's so many mm. you like you're saying like you, you mentioned residual income yes I think yes that's like that's really important in this day and age there's yes not, i don't think and i think you agree that there's there's no way that we can like be have sustainable lives it's mm -hmm. just one job there's like um, even even with that one job if you're working for someone else that's definitely not going to <coughs> not going to be sustainable in the long run where if we have like multiple um, people people think a job is secure my friend who's 20 got made redundant 20? from a digital marketing agency <laughs> not even a bank or anything like a digital marketing agency at 20 i'm quite thankful it happened to her she's family to me mm. but i'm quite thankful it happened to her huh. so that way she can realize no job is secure anything can happen so this is why investing in yourself and investing in the time to create other streams of income i don't care 
if it's eBay. Um, obviously, let's talk legal, yeah? If I know there's some guys 20 plus, if you're still shotting weed down the road, please, please, please sort your life out. Wait until but, it's legal. Yeah, <laughs> wait until it's legal. Like, But in terms of like legality, legality that's what yeah. I mean. Um, so starting your own eBay business, yeah. like buying low and selling high, that's one of the main concepts. Hopefully we'll touch on that a little bit more. But yeah, because you, you have yeah, like an so, boy. <laughs> yeah, so for example, when, so my background, when I would decide, when I basically decided, okay, I'm leaving the fitness industry now, I'm going to go into the banking industry. As I left, everything was handy dandy, everything was going good, they'd accepted my application, I'd made it through, I'd got the job, and then boom, UK government decides we're going to hit you with a stress banking stress test. So what did they do? Any applications were closed, basically cancelled. Some staff were laid off from the banks just so they can meet that criteria. Reason being, if there was another financial crisis, for those of you who are familiar with 2008, if that happened again, how would the banks cope? So they literally closed off my position as I had left my job. So straight away, I was thrown into what you'd call the entrepreneurship <laughs> type of route. Mm. Like, so I was just thrown into it and it was just, fortunately, I had already started investing my money. And in a word, in other words, trading. And I'll touch on that a little bit more. Yeah. But, so that was fortunate. I was fortunate enough that I had that income coming in. But obviously now, rather than seeing it as, okay, it's a problem now, I need to go and get a job straight away, a new job, find, apply, etc. Why don't I start something else? So I literally started on eBay. So I thought, okay, you know what? Let's kill two birds with one stone. Let's leverage my time. Let's get rid of some of the stuff in the house. So literally just started selling some stuff from the house, taking photos, listing it on eBay. Now I'm at the point where my 10-year-old neighbor, Deji, does that for me. Mm. And I pay him. And because he's a little kid, bless him. If there's anything he wants, we just take it from his salary from, from the week. He gets paid £100 per week. So That's, kind of, yeah. So what kind of things do you sell now? Like you start selling Literally, stuff, it's like... anything I can get my hands on. It doesn't matter what it is. A good thing about my eBay business specifically, and bear in mind, that's not my only business, yeah. is that it's ge it's generic. Like It can be anything. Like the, These cameras here, mate, if you don't need any of them, like <laughs> hand them to me, I'll flog, mm -hmm. them, flog them and give you 50-50. But mm -hmm. it's literally anything. So... Fortunately, I haven't limited myself with just one type of product. It yeah. ranges from toys, clothes, home accessories, comic books, books, etc., etc. Right. List can go on, like tech items. So I've got that range. Luckily, with my house, there's like 20 years of stuff, <laughs> and then even then, some of that money I've earned, I'd reinvest it back into the business. How? Finding local shops that have stuff on discounts, or going to the Tottenham Car Boot Sale that they have outside the community centre buying low again selling high yeah, yeah. i showed one of my colleagues from my property side i sold a dragon ball z figure that i bought for five pound for 20 pound after fees and everything okay let's say 17 pound profit in total mm -hmm. so that's just one that's just another avenue yeah so yeah so you have like so now you've talked about your property there's so many um, um, streams of um, revenue that you're, you're getting you have like your ebay you yep. have your your trading you um you also talking about your property yes like is there any more like what else do you do? um really i've kind of set my challenge of starting something new at least once once a month so a oh, month okay yeah so mm -hmm. potentially if you do the math 12 businesses potentially obviously don't get me wrong some will just completely fail yeah but i'm sorry and, you and have to yeah and you have to fail and it's going to be some to like varying degrees of like yeah. um of uh, attention so, yeah yeah in a way for me it's just exploring what i'm capable of yeah in terms of like you know intelligence like whatever you know exploring that side of how far can i push it what can mm -hmm. i create etc etc um I'm, I'm kind of enjoy i've kind of laid back off the idea of starting new business because running free is enough as it is like mm -hmm. it's quite hectic but 
I'm enjoying them at the same time, so it's not a real urgency to start something new. Um, so the whole trading thing, anyone who wants to get into trading, please, 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 like do your research. Make sure the money that you have, you can, as silly as it sounds, afford to lose mm. because that is something serious. I mean, banking interest rates will give you, what, maximum 3 three to 5%, maybe only for one year. And I know some of this stuff, for those who are listening, this might be like, oh, this doesn't matter. Trust me, it will. When in terms of getting your money to work for you, these are things you have to know, whether it's for yourself, for your family, your kids in the future. How do you plan on retiring if you don't know this stuff? Mm. So do you expect the government to provide your pension for you? I mean, I'm sorry, the average, I think the average person retires with 30,000 at the age of 65. 30,000. 30, like, I mean, yeah. maximum, the average salary here is what? No, no, that's, that, that wouldn't even cover two years. So 30,000 yeah. to retire on. This is where you kind of have to create your own. This is why I'm saying you have to create your own streams of income. Mm -hmm. You have to sort out your own pension. So my own investment fund initially is my own pension fund. Mm -hmm. So I don't take an income from that now unless I really, really need to. But I, to be honest, I don't. It's as simple as that. I don't touch that money. So that, that money that's in there, whether it's taking a percentage from my eBay, from the property side, or from, what, from whatever I saved up from working at the gym, is invested into businesses, stocks, currencies, commodities. Again, if you don't know what those are, look into it. Yeah. Like, this is stuff you need to know. Again, going back to what we were saying earlier in regards to banking interest rates, maximum you'll get is 5% for a year on a max limit of what, £1,500 saved up? That's nothing. Mm. When, if you invest your money potentially in property or trading slash investing in stocks, your return is pretty much in a way infinite if you think about it mm -hmm. okay i really like this uh the fact that you are taking initiative to like um, create your own streams of revenue because you're yes. like i feel maybe me it might be over uh, i might be blowing it out of proportion but i feel there's a over uh, there's a there's a tendency for people to rely on the government to provide for them and to give yeah. them what they need <clears throat> when in the truth of the matter is like the only person that can really do that for you is yourself mm. so taking the initiative to find find out what you can do and then um create those streams of revenue mm. to do that like, you, you yeah. watch my facebook yeah live video, right um there's a massive difference with people in say north london compared to those in kensington now people here might call them rich bastard you know fat cat etc etc but in a way it's the mindset that they have People here expect, they don't give, they just straight away, they want something. People in Kensington, well, obviously don't get me wrong, you'll get yeah, bad people on both sides, yeah. but the majority of them, they give and, and then they get. from your experience as well. So yeah, yeah, so of course, yeah. without a doubt, because I'm bouncing between the two. Yeah. Like before I met you, I told you, I know my way around central London more than I know North London and I practically live in North London, which mm -hmm. is weird. But it's in a way, it's just a mindset. It really comes down to mindset. Um, like I, even on my Facebook video, I gave an example of if you were to hop on a train, so jump on the Victoria line from Seven Sisters, listen to the conversations going on. After that, switch over to the Central line, listen to the conversations that are going on. Seven Sisters, you'll hear young kids or people our age, like, yeah fam, in it, that girl was trying to smash, blah, blah, blah. Central line, you start hearing things like, oh, interest rates, retirement, pension funds, mutual funds investing in this you'll see the newspapers start suddenly change from 
would you call it from the sun <laughs> to, and then when you're on the central line to bloody um what's that the fini financial times yeah there's a difference to think that the government's trying to keep you in your place or anyone else for that matter at the end of the day you're in control of your life mm -hmm. like i i said this to my mum believe it or not and obviously because my mum's like suffering from all kinds of things at the end of the day you have that power to change your position like you can't expect anything from the government i mean being reliant on the government i mean come on now it's it's 21st century it's 2017 like sort your own pension out mm -hmm. especially for those of you who are young get started research like don't buy into all this bs that oh put your money in here and we'll give you this in return etc etc do your own research do your own work yeah people people would probably hear that and some some people would say as a devil advocate oh mm. it's easy to say that like not everyone's in a um position to like do what they want like sometimes some people do need the government to provide for them at least to get that start or whatnot then but, i would say to that leverage off that for example you went to university right mm. um were you on student loan yeah how much were you getting i think altogether it was like i didn't get a lot i think it was uh like three thousand five hundred altogether, in one year. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And I was cut up into um first semester, second. I assume yeah. you had to pay rent. Yeah. And everything. Yeah, yeah. And I assume some of it was spent to go out. Yeah. Like the some. Yeah. Some of mm. it, but not all. Yeah. See. So what I would say is, even if you're on job seekers allowance, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, don't get me wrong. Some people's situations will vary, and you will need to rely on the government. But at the end of the day, that's no excuse to just get comfortable. Mm it's to really leverage yourself from what you're getting yeah again there's never there's never a lack of money there's only lack of creativity mm -hmm. so yeah. being resourceful with what you have mm -hmm. yes some people will vary so your situation if i and i say this to guys and people like our age who i've who from our year basically who mm -hmm. i who i run into and speak to and i ask them most oh, so how much were you getting they tell me this and this um how much did you invest zero so what you basically could have got you could have doubled your money you could have tripled mm. your money depending on how many years it's taken so again it's just being resourceful yeah like i understand without a doubt again this is coming from a guy who picked up weights for like three plus four years and had to put them back on a rack for some some gym members to knock them back on the ground and not you, do you know what i mean mm -hmm. again if we want to dig deeper like for christ's sake my family would go into mcdonald's and take a whole bunch of tissues yeah yeah and that would save it. us mm -hmm. five ten mm -hmm. pounds a month like come on guys like there's no yeah. excuse like don't get me wrong my family's not perfect like we we i could say i was spoiled i, I was spoiled growing up but i'd imagine any parent would want to spoil their kid growing up but then i i noticed now looking back at the family history and what when things happened as soon as that financial crisis hit at 2008 boom things changed like family start losing job we've been fa we've faced eviction three four times now so i know my situation is isn't as bad as other people's but everyone has that negative force mm -hmm. in their life like everyone faces some kind of obstacle i mean when before as like the day my dad died he literally told me like he'd given up on me and like, literally wanted to have an abortion i mean for fuck's sake he was on his deathbed like my mum again my mum facing massive depression and stress because of um f her mortgage issues overseas back in philippines literally told me i'd never succeed mm. because of an argument that we'd had i mean 
come on guys like when you've got your parents telling you that they don't believe in you and what you're doing etc when I'd lost my job at not lost my job when I left my job at the time my first thing my mum recommended was to go job seekers because she's comfortable with that notion of having a job if you have a job you're just over broke J-O-B yeah <laughs> so that would be my point in that. I mean yes people's situations do vary but there's always something you can do with it and it starts off by changing your mindset mm-hmm isn't it? Yeah, not being not being satisfied with your current situation, always looking for ways to to improve it, and that takes creativity. Yeah. Is that you don't have to be like you don't have to have millions in the bank or have be like a um in like this ingenious inventor. Just being yeah. able to understand what your situation is and seeing how can how do I mm. leverage it? Or what and that's where that's what true creativity is in a way it's like seeing your situation seeing what manipulating your situation and getting what you exactly. want out of it exactly and without a doubt so I, yeah I completely agree with that um, this yeah I guess I guess I wanted to also talk to you about um, like a bit more get a, get a bit of a better understanding on trading and seeing mm. like what because I'm, I'm glad you're saying this because mm-hmm. on Friday I'm meeting up with a couple of people to other investors basically who mm-hmm. have other investment backgrounds in business and property but haven't touched trading at all mm-hmm. so if anything this is kind of a reminder for me <laughs> of what I plan to talk about but in short in the most basic way if you're looking to have your money work for you trading is one of the ways let me just point that out trading is one of the ways <laughs> Again, <laughs> you, you'd have to understand the risks I mean I can sit here forever talking to you about the risks but in short you could potentially lose all your money if you're stupid with it. Um, now, let me say this. You will see now, and it's really annoying, it's really pissed me off because the, the whole industry in regards to investing and trading has been blurred and, what's the word, it's very misleading to someone who's completely new. They'd see, a, for example, a commercial about, oh, trade Forex, and then there'd be a woman by the beach and then, you know, Ferrari cars and everything. And then the woman would place a trade in her bikini by in the swimming pool, etc. And then it'd show you that she's made profit. Now, what they probably haven't showed you is that woman knows her economic data of when, for example, interest rates rise or when the U.S. Um, announced their non-farm payroll announcement or when, for example, interest rates are decreasing, etc., etc., so you still need to understand how the basics of economics and economic data and when and when when not to trade. So it's not just you press a button at when the chart is going up to buy and then you sell when the chart is going down. It's not as simple as that. It's you have to understand your own one your finances, two economic data and global events and understand how to read a financial financial statement. So what shocked me is when I met with some people from our year I asked them, so what are your assets and what are your liabilities? They had no fucking clue. Okay. No clue. And that's shocking. These are people who have gone to university. I mean, I'd imagine for me, again, I haven't been to university. Mm. I'd like to think when you go to university, I'm sorry if you don't know this, by the way. No, are you saying, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, go, you go on oh, yeah, first. So yeah. I'd, I'd like to think when you go to university, this is the stuff they teach. And this is mm-hmm. the stuff I was told you'd learn at university. Like, mm-hmm university is the key you have to go it will set you up for life but for most people from what i've seen people from our who've gone to university don't know what an asset or a liability mm-hmm. is that's shocking to me especially if, i guess these like especially if these people are coming from like business back yeah then. of course yeah, yeah. exactly and that's the thing some of these guys have done 
business studies and so on. I mean, this is this was some things that we learned in college. Like always, like for, yeah. for me, um, if if you were to say this business and you, if this podcast business, I would it, would you would you correct me if I'm wrong? Like things like my camera, um, the cameras, the audio equipment, all of that. These are assets, I guess. Like as li- long liabilities would yeah. At the end of the day, you can have they can be both. Okay. I, for example, let's let's just say, obviously, because you mentioned the cameras here, mm-hmm. what's the return on investment for the, for using the cameras? Are they generating new income? Mm-hmm. So obviously, when you hopefully when you post this, then it makes millions. <laughs> um, obviously, yeah, that's going to be your return. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, if they get damaged and you have to repair them, mm-hmm. then they turn into a liability. Yeah. Same with a car. Let's yeah, use that as yeah, example. Yeah, yeah. If people were following me on Instagram, my own girlfriend Lavinia was on the verge of buying. We were, we were literally on the verge of buying a car. Then I thought. I literally said to her, babe, if you get this, you'll be tied to your job for five years. And don't get me wrong, we could have bought the car outright there and then. That's no problem. But again, it's understanding that concept of if you take this on, it will in a way become a liability because then you'd have to pay repayments back. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't for any job specific purpose. Like, don't get me wrong. If your car literally is for your job, that might be a different story. Yeah. Again, it will depend on, okay, this is the expense of using the car. This is the reward from mm-hmm. using the car and, and but so to on. to understand what the context of it is, we'll yes. understand what the asset is in the context of your situation. Yeah. Understand what liability is in your context. So then Yeah, so what's the return on investment from using it? Yeah. So even Facebook, even Instagram, from hanging out with your friends, it's quite bad. One of my friends wanted to meet up and I was like, yeah, let's meet up. We planned it for months. And then in the end, I cancelled because it's like okay what's the return on the, what's the return on the investment we're just going to gossip i would end up people think i like to talk about myself i don't <laughs> like especially as she's known me for so long and like she already knows the stuff and then it's like and then she'll start talking about our oh, relationships and so on and so on and it's like there's no return on investment there mm. for me like she's a good friend not a very very close friend but she's mm. a good friend and it's just like i could be doing x y and z yeah yeah rather than doing that that's not to say I don't have social time but it's weird my social time usually turns into business time which is really weird yeah I, like, to, I mean yeah. even for this I'd take <laughs> this as business time even though it's kind of a casual yeah I know what you mean because like I, I kind of a part of me felt bad that I used to feel, think like mm. that in some way because it's like oh I'm being quite cold with people like oh I'm going to meet up with this person or they do this and this like the return investment would be this because see that for them. me personally yeah. Yeah. that's a good thing mm-hmm. because especially as we were on the topic of trading you need mm-hmm. to be unemotional trading itself is a business it's not just something you can whip out on your phone and just press a button and so on and even in other business in a way you do kind of have to be unemotional um like even for my own girlfriend like there's things I don't get her to do because it's like I need to do them mm. like not not saying you can't do it but I just have to do it um, it's just separating that obviously you have to kind of integrate I don't want to say find a balance I hate that word integrate the two so knowing okay you know what maybe I do need to just hang out with my friends a little bit more not be a cold bastard all the time mm-hmm. It's just integrating some, the two. Because sometimes the return on investment could just be, if if that's the way we, we talk about it, the return on investment might just be having a bit more like sanity and a bit more calm. Yeah, of course. Because if you're always about business, then that can cause you to lose touch. Yeah, with and the, I'm yeah. glad you said that because there, there are different aspects and we're kind of, yeah, you know what, let's touch on that. Is There are different aspects everyone has to focus on and this is kind of cliche. This is taken from a guy from YouTube health, wealth, love and happiness and there are other things that you can fit in there but those are the main 
those are the main four health wealth love and happiness and you'd want to cover each and every one of those aspects so like today me being at the gym that's the health side covered mm -hmm. one thing i've noticed is a lot of guys spend and i can say this because i was guilty of it spend so much time in the gym it's like yeah they, you know they want to build their physique up you know the it's obviously for vanity reasons as well. They <laughs> want to feel good. They want to look good. They want to brag to their friends how big their biceps are. But yeah, you're 28 and you still live at home with your mum. Like, what happened? <laughs> like, you've you've focused so much on the gym. Like, do you see what I mean? There yeah, has they, to be obsessed an overall. with this one thing. Yeah, this one so part. that's just one example. Like, so yes, you will have to have some kind of social aspect. Like, I have friends who literally, oh, I hate to say it, like, I do squeeze in and we don't really talk about business and all that. They just talk about how much they hate doing this at their job etc etc this girl that they want to you know get with blah 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 like there's certain circles i have mm -hmm. and you do need to have each part of that fulfilled that yeah that's what i was saying in regards to that i would like sometimes sometimes a good thing is like um to have when you have that social aspect i like friends who really friends who like all they would say is like oh this like gossiping or they literally just say the same uh, regurgitate the same things mm. over and over i kind of i, f I feel that that's a, it's just a waste of time it's like sometimes f the what you really get from that friendship for me really. being taught from my mentors is you'll have your red lighters you'll have your green lighters the mm -hmm. red lighters are the ones who people who tell you oh you can't do that don't do that why would you do that like what a waste of time mm. and your green lighters will be like you know what give it a try see what happens mm -hmm. you'd have to kind of distinguish between the two yeah like yes you've got your social circle but if those people are constantly like driving you to the ground and telling you can't do shit get rid of them mm. and i know some of you say oh but they're my close friends guys as bad as it sounds i've done that to my own mum like that's how serious i am about what i'm trying to do like i love my mum to bits but when she's telling me i can't do this i can't do that go and get a job blah 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 that just drags you down mm -hmm. so you just you have to cut them out if you Again, know, yeah. that's the extreme. I know some people, even if it is your mum or your dad, can't do that for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Again, this is just my own extreme yeah. way of just getting things done. Mm. Because sometimes, like the the thing that makes someone a close friend isn't oh because I've known this person for mm. X amount of time. It's really the quality of the of the relationship. Yes. So I, if when people say oh I can't <laughs> cut them that cut them loose because I've known them for X amount of time. Since when did the value of a friendship um, was it, since when was that determined on, on like, time? On time, it's the value that exactly. you come out of it. So, some, but again, yeah, even if it's like, it might be like I, I'm, I wouldn't know how to even um, do that in, in your position, like calling, calling your mom, mom, mom off. But, Trust uh, me, that's a very <laughs> that that's not as easy. Like that I was very yeah. difficult, but it just got to the point where enough is enough. Literally starting as she began to start to affect my mindset areas of my life that I obviously you know are close to me my relationship mm -hmm. um, my overall outlook on life it's weird like a lot of our beliefs are from our own parents yeah but you won't realize it but take take money for example we went to a religious school yeah I'm sure loads of people were taught that money's evil blah 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 etc mm. etc et for me that's not necessarily true I mean at the end of the day money brings out who you really are deep deep down money brings out whether you're good or you're you're evil so because mm -hmm. yeah. that's just an example like, there yeah. are other beliefs that our parents probably have installed but that mindset my mum has she still has it is something that i don't want to be a part of my life so it's just literally okay i love you to bits mum 
you're either with me or you're not but till then goodbye mm-hmm. right yeah because you have you you've already set your path and you yeah. need to get you need to walk this path and anything that's going to drag you of course without a doubt like yeah. anything that keeps me from doing what i want to do from telling me i can't do something especially when you're meant to be the main moral support no nah, it's no time for that mm-hmm. so, so like do you communicate is there any communication oh yeah don't yeah. get me wrong yeah of course there is <laughs> it's just it's kind of you i don't mention what i'm doing unless okay. i'm asked but then i know what the response is going to be kind yeah, of thing yeah. um it's just weird even when you are doing well and you do have the fi- financial backing it's so weird like it's so true when they say like money doesn't necessarily sort out all your problems because mm. even though i have that backing it's still there's still certain problems it won't fix so mm. i'll say that alongside yeah. so obviously those who are looking to make money and thinking that's going to sort every single part one of your problems out no there are still other things that need sorting out Mm. by other means besides money yeah i like to think of money as like money as being energy like giving you the uh, or the like energy or the means to freedom to do what you want and yeah the more more, like energy you have the the more things you can do but it's but like how what you use what you use that energy for is up to you and but again being energy doesn't mean that you like I use I when I think of energy I like to think of it in the in the analogy of using like Dragon Ball Z like mm. the more the more the higher the more money you have the higher power level but just because you have a power higher power level doesn't mean that you're the happiest guy you're the king of the world. you, you, I, you I, still I, have to I so wish I'd brought my wallet I'd love I'd love <laughs> to have done this with you but oh, I last saw the thing that you, you saw did. you saw yeah, what I did yeah. so on my yeah if you go on my Facebook mm-hmm. and you'll see the video literally even when someone was speaking to me about this in person I did this with them basically I just brought out money and started building it up and my point and it was basically I was basically asking what do you think about this and it started mm-hmm. off with £5 £10 £20 we went up to a £1,000 basically mm-hmm. and they were giving me things of what it can get them what it will cover mm-hmm. um, you know things they can get etc etc mm-hmm. and my main point from that was is that most people have this and don't get me wrong we will all suffer from it at some point especially those who have trained our mindset but there is an emotional attachment yeah people have to money and that's something again going referring this to trading that you'll have to kind of master and learn to control and notice when it's happening so when i showed like bring out a 50 pound note to someone straight away they told me that will cover them you know a week's worth of groceries etc etc and it's just getting rid of that emotional attachment people have mm-hmm. like I think they we can never run out of money like touch wood touch, <laughs> touch wood touch wood like <laughs> but yeah we there's there's a massive surplus of money mm-hmm. so to have that emotional attachment into thinking that okay if I lose this that's it this is gone this is gone now nah, that's the wrong mindset mm-hmm. to have and it took me a while to overcome that like like I said there are still times when that does happen but these are with big numbers <laughs> these are big numbers i'm not saying millions big but mm-hmm. these are in thousands big so yeah. there are times when for example like i'd see for on my trading portfolio oh shit i'm down 12k like i just think oh, that's like a year's salary like shit i could have done this this is but again that's just that thing will recover mm-hmm. like, this is t- talking trading specifically yeah. the market is mainly an uptrend anyway like it will have its moments where it's down but but yeah, there's always there's always money everywhere. So when you look at this, if we if we were to um, not say the twelve twelve k, mm. if you were to, now now if if I was to like show show you like a five pound, ten pound, fifty, a hundred up to like a thousand, like 
what would when like what would how would you feel when straight you away it? the first thing i think of what companies can i invest in mm-hmm. that was the mindset there yeah. straight away mm-hmm. so if you had presented me with that money i'd think okay what company would be would be worth buying mm-hmm. with that money i wouldn't just think okay i'm gonna go and spend groceries with that now it's more like okay how can i double this what can I put it into? What business or what project, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So when you, so now I understand a bit more about when you were saying, um, like say, um, investing in what when you had the goal of, of investing in companies and want some money. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's not necessarily like okay, I'm gonna come up with a new idea like mm. once a, a month. It's seeing it, whether it's your own idea or seeing if yeah. it's like c- c- people that are doing anything interesting and you can investing yeah that's what you're that's so in a way let me let me ask you how much if you don't mind me asking obviously mm-hmm. you can give yeah. me approximate yeah how much have you saved up and mm-hmm. where have you put that money um i would say since i graduated um i don't know exactly how much just approximate doesn't approximate i, don't, I, don't I would say exactly. if, I, haven't, I haven't made okay S- including money that um is owed mm. i would say around like three five yeah three thousand um, this three three thousand. And um, now, obviously, the main thing that doesn't yeah. it really matter about the figure. Oh, yeah, yeah. been sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> now, where have you put that money? Um, you mostly in um, like in all of this stuff, like equipment. Um, I'm investing, quite happy you said that. Um, <laughs> I'm quite like, happy you said that. Yeah. <laughs> in like uh, getting my laptop. Then uh, once I get paid from this other other freelancing thing, I'm gonna do buying a, like I need to buy a new camera because some of this some of this is borrowed. Mm. Um, like uh, this camera. Yeah, then there, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. It's as simple as that. So yeah, all yeah. Whenever I get, whenever I get like paid, obviously you pay debts because some of the things I have to do, I have to do borrow money. But um, after that, it's like I already have a list. Like actually, you can on my laptop mm. have like this um, f- um, Google Google Sheet document that has like um, list of all the like objectives I need to do, but yeah. also things I need to buy and invest. See, in. good because you've you've so, made a plan. Yeah. And most people don't have a plan. So the moment they inherit money or take out a loan straight away, that's blown on like a holiday or something. So, um, But going back to where you put your money, I'm glad you said in this. <laughs> if you told me, oh, I've got it in NatWest or something, I would be <laughs> like, dude, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> but, but yeah, so see, I'm, that's your situation. Mm-hmm. For the majority of people, they would have put their money into a savings account earning 1.2% interest per year. Um, in general, and this is very, I'm not an investment advisor. Let me just clarify that I'm not qualified in any way, shape or form. But I'd say for people, don't put it in a savings account, put it in an investment account. That's for you to do your own research in. But the returns you get are much better than putting it in a bloody bank account. Mm-hmm. Um, those who are interested in trading is, I'd say, to do your own research, educate yourself. Stop going Primark, go to WH Smith order your books however like go into a Primark and notice the desperation people have to get that, that last pair of shoes or top or whatever and then go into WH Smith and just look how look how quiet it is it shows people value their clothes more than their education yeah. and this is coming from a guy who used to throw books at people in secondary school yeah, <laughs> yeah. let me say that like dad come on you, yeah, you I, I knew exactly <laughs> like, that come situation on, like, it wasn't just books it yeah was okay, <laughs> it wasn't just books but just, yeah, don't tell the audience other stuff but this is my point like I've read more books in the past what maybe three four years than I did my whole time in secondary and probably primary school Mm -hmm. like and this is the thing books I don't care how you buy your book 
personally, I love my favorite place is going into a bookshop mm-hmm. because I've got so many questions and all the answers are there. It's just up to me to find it. I remember, like in your one of the videos that you had, like that uh, you posted, I really was inspired. Where you you said that sometimes you go to like W. H. Smith, and if you, if you couldn't buy a book, then you would just go there, read it, and like have like a little, make a little bookmark. And yeah. next time you would come in. When um, I can tell people where I work now. It's no problem to me. When I used to work at Easy Gym in Wood Green, literally, there's a W. H. Smith. Those of you who know Wood Green, there's a W. H. Smith literally at the bottom. I either during my break would go there or I'd sneak out. <laughs> like I literally, my job was quite laid back in that sense. But literally, I'd go into W. H. Smith. I'd read a book, and then if I wasn't going to buy it, I'd just you know just you know put something in the book just to remember where my page was, and then obviously hide the book or something. So yeah, mm. that's I don't recommend doing that <laughs> if, you're, if you're working. But, but sometimes uh, sometimes you do what you have to do. Sometimes. Uh, I'll, I'll, it's it, it. Sometimes you just need to have a little bit of creativity to get. Most what you of the want. time, I ended up buying the book anyway. Yeah. Let me just yeah, point yeah. out. <laughs> like obviously, it's just for me to get a taster of the book, mm-hmm. and then like I used to set myself um, a goal of buying a book each week. Oh, week, yeah. week. So okay. every Friday, I'd go into W. H. Smith just before they close around seven, and whatever book I was reading from Monday, no matter whether it's one page, ten pages, I'd go and buy it because obviously it caught my interest. So mm-hmm. that was my mo- one of my own goals to use my money with just to go and buy a book each week. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you heard of, uh, just a side note, have you heard of this um, this bank um, this bank called Monzo, by any chance? That's like, new to me. Like everyone has been telling me to get Monzo because they're really good at, um, they, they, they cite these all these different uh, benefits, so apparently they're really good at prompting you about how you spend your money, um, really good at like, like a really modern tech, techie, banking I'm quite service. old school when it yeah. comes to your own finances pen paper look at your statements <laughs> see what's coming in see what's coming out whatever is left that's your net worth I I don't I'm I'm two and four like I <laughs> I, I love them and I hate them um, these things that these are just simple things like this is just an easy way for people to get things done like for the lazy people so to speak like really you should know your numbers the back of your hand you should know how much is going in you should know how much is going out if you don't it clearly shows you're not in control of your expenses what you're buying and where your money's going Mm -hmm. so that would be even though I don't know what that bank is yeah yeah that would be my advice to those who are obviously telling you to use that or who are using it already or whatever Mm -hmm. whether it's Monzo or Halifax or whatever other bank is you should be in control of your own finances. The mm-hmm. bank shouldn't be telling you, okay, you're spending this, this, this. Obviously, yes, you read the statement, but you should have a pen and paper each month noting down what is costing you and what is making you. Mm-hmm. Chances are, if you look at your expense column, there's more compared to what's coming in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I don't... I guess I want to like, I I want to like milk or everything. Yeah, go ahead, off, man. Off Literally, you. yeah. Originally, I was gonna say Dan, I couldn't be here for an hour, but because it came late, I, dude, whatever. But how long has it? How long has it been so far? Mm, Forty six minutes. Forty six minutes. Okay. Um, like take whatever you. I'll be here all night if you need me. But <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, don't worry. Okay, we'll do the we'll do the the um. Since you came through the back door, like we're gonna actually turn around and actually do the backdoor thing now bum rape time 
Okay, he didn't. No, from yet the joke. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no, since, no, 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 because you didn't laugh, no, no, it made it so unfunny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, okay. Sorry, guys. I, I was actually shitting bricks. There. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like, like the poor camera guy over here. Sorry, I forgot his name. Like, and he's looking. He's looking at me serious. Like, like, like exactly. He's giving me the, the, the straight eye, and I'm like, "Fuck!" Like straight away, I wasn't sure whether to punch Dan or not. <laughs> Shit! Oh my goodness. Mm. Yeah, sorry, Dan. No, that's good. Cool. No. Uh, <laughs> That was a joke, people. That <laughs> yeah. was a joke. Because he thought I was going to... Yeah, literally, there. I came here thinking, <laughs> oh, shit, okay, he said coming through the back rather than the front of the house. Okay, something dodgy is going on here now. <laughs> I ain't seen this guy in years, and he wants me to come through the back door. So, <laughs> But, okay, no worries. Um, yeah, uh, I guess the only other few things like I wanted to like, know, uh, catch up to, um, with you on was, like, like and how has it affected your your like, your like workout life? Because I, I, used, I knew that... Um, because I, um, I knew that before you used, used to like go to gym quite a lot. I, yeah. I, I remember I used to see you at Easy Gym when you were um, training there. Uh, uh, sorry, when you're working there. Yeah. And then also when you were do, when you had some competitions that you yeah. did with you in Lavinia as well. Yeah. So do you still do those things so, as well? So yes, I still go gym. But now in a way it's it's quite, this might sound bad to some people, but realistically it's a priority, but it's not where whereby I have to measure the, the, the measurement of my bicep serious, if you know <laughs> what I mean. Like, the health comes first, and then the physique follows. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, it was kind of the other way around. I'd do anything to get big. Yeah. You know, because that was life's mission at the time, to get big. Big for what? Like, I mean, for fuck's mm-hmm. sake, you've got people like in fucking Kenya who, who don't have the privilege of eating six meals a day, and all you're worrying about is fucking getting big. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Like, if again, if you can leverage off that and make a business from that, that's different. But if you're just getting big or getting hench for the sake of it, mm. and again, this isn't to hate on people looking to get big and get hench. I just, I just have no interest in that. What I like working on in terms of getting hench and getting big is my bank account. Mm, yeah. Like, is yeah? It's, like, it's just a change of mindset. It's, I mean, mm-hmm. getting into business, it's kind of shown a perspective of things. I mean, yes gym is a priority because of health yeah without health without a clear mind without that de-stress then the business falls it's as simple mm-hmm. as that you make stupid choices you don't think clearly you can't think straight like if you're unhealthy most likely your business is unhealthy it's quite funny because one of the things i look for in people that i do business with is are they healthy and do they actually do any kind of physical activity it's not a main priority but it's something that i consider and i do like think about in regards to doing business with them mm-hmm. so yeah we did used to compete in bodybuilding before um man that was a fun experience it was it was an eye-opener um it was an untested show so from my point of view when i when we were queuing up to go on stage in our little briefs literally you could hear different guys saying oh so what have you taken blah 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 and then they'd say shit like dynabol testo you know all that stuff and it was like whoa kind of just (laughs) it was an untested so show so obviously when you go in there and you just hear these guys saying that it's kind of a turn off yeah but besides that, I still enjoyed the whole experience. But after that, in a way, kind of made, made me appreciate things more. So life, for instance, food, <laughs> definitely food. Um, and just overall enjoying the process. Mm-hmm. That was always something I wanted to do. And obviously now that I've done it, it's kind of changed the direction that I want to head in. Mm-hmm. So I'd say fitness has to be part of everyone's life. Like whether it's walk, getting up and walking for an hour, going to the gym you know whatever jogging whatever whatever you as long as you're moving yeah and you know 
exercising, getting your heart rate going. And obviously that was my background. So at the time I felt compelled to kind of look the part and be all about it. But now it's like, yeah, it's just, it's not really, uh, it doesn't really cross my mind anymore. I mean, don't get me wrong. You'll get that guy who looks like really fucking shredded and huge and like, oh, bastard, I wish I could look like that now. But at the end of the day, I know what my priorities are. I know what my yeah. goals are. Like, like I said, health first and then physique will follow. But at the same time, I still got businesses to work on. Like yeah. being hench and big again, unless you make it into a business, is not going to pay bills. Mm -hmm. It's not going to support your family, your kids or whatever. They don't care how big your fucking biceps are. Mm -hmm. like or how big your quads are whatever etc how much you can bench like again this is for those who aren't looking to make a business from there if you're a personal trainer it might it probably will matter because this is how you pick up clients yeah this is how you draw attention to yourself but if you're just doing it for pure vanity reasons and you you're in fucking job seekers mate you need to re re rethink reevaluate and look at where your priorities are mm -hmm. so yeah i see that because like um there's there's one thing to have like a goal and another thing where that what is that goal for who is that goal benefiting yeah, yeah. it's like my, my colleagues back at my workplace some of them protein shakes buying like we because GNC was right outside from where the gym was so literally any money they got they spent it there what was I doing investing in businesses so who's the one who's able to leave and basically work for themselves but and who's still there mm -hmm. just because of that one choice I made of not spending so much shit on like protein shit. don't get me wrong I did my fair due of spending money on that yeah, but then yeah, I realised yeah. okay no this isn't there, there's no benefit mm -hmm. from that I mean at the end of the day as long as you, your nutrition's on point and you're working out hard etc etc you'll grow like but buying all this stuff for for what like <laughs> it's in a way it shows how marketing works it's just one of those psychological things when you get into when you get into fitness like really deep You'll, you'll be pushed to buy all this shit, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But in short, when other people were buying protein shakes, friends, colleagues, etc., I was investing my money. So when they were telling me, oh, buy this, this will get you amped up for your workout. Motherfucker, my, I get amped up from drinking green tea. Mm. Like, I drink that shit before I go to work and before I go to the gym. And for me, my drive's inside me. It's to challenge me. Like, today I was kind of pissed off because I was trying to do burpees into pull-ups. Like, I couldn't fucking do that. <laughs> like, now... Uh, when I train at the gym, it's more that's for... So, yeah. <laughs> that's fucking killer. But now when I train at the gym, because me and Lavinia, we're looking to start playing American football okay. as a hobby as on the side. Yeah, yeah. So now I kind of, I've kind of prepping myself to train for that and change the whole, okay, let's just do bicep curls and shoulder oh, yeah. press, that just simple, like one set after another and kind of change it into more athletic, you know, like explosive stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, I hope that answers your no, question. No, no, yeah, yeah, really, because like now... No, I, I, I like that because uh, before when I was at the gym, I feel like now that I've become more entrepreneurial. Yeah. Um, like the, even it's also affected the way I work out, the way I think about my exercise at the gym. It's like I'm not just working out so I can, I'm not doing these um, bicep curls so I can get bigger arms. Mm. And, or I'm doing like, well, how can I be more healthy? Yeah. So, I'm, so now like for now for example I am doing more your like, business isn't run on how big your biceps are exactly for you individually yeah. so that don't get me wrong yes if you have physique goals schedule that in of course mm -hmm. but at the end of the day you've got a business to run mm -hmm. like this is stuff unless you plan on making a business from your physique that's a different story we can spend hours talking about that but in regards to this business it's not reliant on how big your biceps mm -hmm. are 
and for those people and for people and we we're talking about biceps and working out mm. and i feel like this can um this can still apply to whatever people's ho- um, like hobbies and desires are because some people yeah. have like um some people may be uh, like uh, f- fanatic about working out or, but maybe might be then um, apply or, uh, then uh, yeah. apply that and this is where yeah. i'm thankful i kind of fell into the fitness and the whole bodybuilding thing etc because i got the drive determination discipline and consistency from doing that mm-hmm. and i've applied it to business yeah so this is why i can't really knock fitness and bodybuilding too much because yeah. at the end of the day it was how i started and it's what i've learned from and applied to other areas of life mm-hmm. so can't really knock it too much yeah like a like a, that um exercising and the martial arts like i because of uh, when i was pl- I'm playing um practicing judo mm. like that discipline and like um that just ha- could be in that mental state have you read um um actually there's a few books i wanted to know if you've read by any chance mm. um well there's one well the one book i was i was wanted to ask you about was this book called hooked um there was by the um i think it was written about uber and all these app companies about how to mm. make like a successful it was fucking fantastic yeah it's Sorry, a really random, good random <laughs> moment there and then yeah there's a few like the lean startup um yes um there well the book of five rings was just another mm. one that i wanted to throw to that's, see a your one. that's a new one i'm gonna send i'm gonna um I, th- I actually before you go i'll i'll give you like the book of five okay, rings awesome i think i'll give you the book of five rings and i'll give you uh you've already probably already read the lean startup right yeah um i don't have hooked i need to read hooked but when i finish it mm. then anything that i think that any books that i think that you like i'll just throw it your way because awesome, i think because i think be you great. actually really appreciate it yeah, so without a doubt um because best, of, thing, best yeah. thing I can give you is a bloody leaflet in regards to if you know anyone selling their property. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, property. Yeah, I actually oh. before 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 because <clears throat> property is one of those things that is never. It's always good to buy property. Yes. Um, it's there's never a bad moment. All people always saying like buy property, buy never, property. Never never wait to buy. Buy now. Yeah. Well, what is it about property that makes it so um so like good to invest in? Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> How do you plan on buying your own property, first of all? Like how? Yeah, so um, for you. So I have to, okay. in order for me to speak about property, okay. I have to start from the very, very beginning. Sorry, um, I don't know no, if no, I'm no, tuning into your guys' time. No, 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 there's, there's no, like, this is a conversation, don't mm. worry about time. Um, we'll, like, we'll end it in the right moment. Uh, okay. Um, so have you put anything aside for, for saving at, for your own place? Um, at the moment, no. I'm just going to be honest, no, I mm. haven't. Because it hasn't been a priority for me right now. But Camera guy at the back? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, oh man, guys, come on! No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> All right, so even even then, you're not the only one. Mm-hmm. Like there, are, most people haven't, especially those our age. So, my point is, so how do you plan on buying and getting your own place? Unless you're mm-hmm. fortunate enough to inherit money, mm-hmm. um, or your parents pass down their property to you. My point is, even if you'd given me an answer that you'd saved the money, I would have still said this. So. Mm-hmm. Most people on average put away 200, 300 pounds, you know, just to save up for a deposit because you need around 10, 20% for a, to, bring, to basically as a deposit to get a mortgage. Um, so say if you're going, let's say you need 10%, say you're going for a house that's worth 300,000. So you need what? If my maths is correct here, correct me if I'm wrong, people, look, 30,000 to save up? This is Give or yeah, take. Yeah. So say you save 300. Pounds each month, so what's that? Times 12 in a year, 3,600. How long is it going to take you to save up for that deposit? 
does. If you need 30,000 and you're getting 3,600 a year saved up, mm-hmm. if you're lucky, by the way, mm-hmm. that's going to take you over what, nine years, if I'm correct. I don't have a calculator on me, people. But if I'm correct, over nine years to save up. But your house at that time, the one you wanted, wanted to get that you're saving up for, costs 300,000. What happens to property prices? They go up. They go up. So now that 300,000 is now 600,000. You've just saved, what, how much? 30,000, so you now need 60,000. So what I'm trying to get at here, people, is saving up for a deposit. You may as well use that for something else Mm -hmm. because that's never gonna happen. Yeah, just chasing dragons. Unless you're you're very, very fortunate enough to have a very, very, very high paid job, Mm -hmm. then chances are you'll be renting or you'll be living with parents. And what I find is most people are living with parents. Mm. So, again, going back to why I'm saying this is, my point is if you're saving up for a property, you've got a long way to go. So, how do you plan, there are, how do you plan on getting into property? So now that we're kind of talking about it, for investing in property. Mm-hmm. So, you asked me why do you want to, why would you want to invest in property, right? Mm-hmm. Point is, you want to be investing in property because at the end of the day, property is one of the most secure investments you can make um, you can benefit from the rental income as well as the capital appreciation so the the increasing value property has um, how you go about it again you have to treat treat it like a business and that's what we're doing so how I kind of stumbled across this is going back and going back to 2008 in regards to my mum and my, my, my parents at the time when they'd purchased a house in the Philippines um, that was chewing into their income a lot that was affecting us here because obviously they have to pay off the mortgage etc etc so that kind of caught my interest in property but only recently to about about maybe two years that I was actually reading up and looking into it a little bit more and then five, four, five months ago that's when I started my actual property business and that was just from reading a book mm. I didn't pay for anything I just started and just was reading a book. Which book? So there's a book called Property Entrepreneur. Okay. Um, I, these guys are like my main mentors. And again, there's another book called The Wealth Dragon Way. It, it will talk about different types of investing, mainly property. But I'd say for those who are looking to get started and to get into it, that would be a good way to start. But you really do have to understand key terms when it comes to property so you have to understand a mortgage you know loan etc etc assets and liabilities once again and yeah Mm -hmm. i hope that answered your question i'm not sure if that did well um it it gave me it gave me a bit of more understanding but i was uh, like keen on for say for someone like me yeah um who like i have i haven't put any money down Mm -hmm. yet onto for any property or anything let's say from 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 the for from right at the beginning like what what would I need what are the key things I would need to know um, or anyone would need to know about like profit, um, investing in property so obviously if you have no money to invest in property <laughs> then you're kind of stuck in a way mm. so the first thing I'd say is to educate yourself read as many books research how to invest in property literally and then from then you'd want to surround yourself with investors again this is how I started yeah once reading a book, taking action from what I've read in the book, and then surrounding myself with investors. So what you'll see on my Instagram is I go to a lot of networking and business events. Networking is really key. 
these are all people who have money but don't have the time to look for these investments so what does my business do source these investments for these investors mm -hmm. and then they'll pay you just for doing that so obviously there's more specifics so there's certain criteria but basically how I start started off in property was by selling leads to investors so these leads are information of people who are looking to sell their property and then what investors will do is offer them money but at a discount of the actual property value reason why they do that is so they can instantly they, they're instantly in profit from the moment they purchase that house reason being there's an there's a, it acts as a buffer the, the discount will act as a buffer when they purchase the property mm -hmm. so if house prices fall they won't be affected yeah and then as soon as they start to go back up they benefit from the appreciation as long uh, alongside the rental income mm -hmm. i see i see if your parents already own a house they already technically are investing in property um, especially if the mortgage is paid off or it doesn't really matter if the mortgage is or isn't paid off um, how someone can easily what's the word sell a house or make money from investing in property I could tell you right now it's called a double settlement you can google it chances are you won't be able to do it because of certain tools you need if I so for example very quickly if I'm if someone's selling their house for 300,000 and I negotiate with them to buy it for 250 who the fuck has 250 on them like let's be <laughs> let's be serious here like most people won't have 250 pounds on them yeah note this down people this is very important I'm about to give away something that we kind of do mm -hmm. so they're selling a house for 300k and I negotiate with them for 250 um, so this is all done in contract so what will happen is um, I'll establish a contract where I'd have the right to buy the property but not the obligation to okay and there'll be a, a period time so three months let's just say okay so I don't have 250,000 pounds I've just said to this seller I'm going to buy his house we've just negotiated a contract it's all written down la -di da where am I going to get that money from okay so someone out there needs to buy a property so what do I do oh yeah um, I'm in negotiate I'm in a obliged contract with a seller I can sell you this property for 280 so where does that difference remember I have a three month yeah, exclusivity yeah, yeah. So where does that difference go to? Yes, you. Me. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the ways. Those are one of the methods. That's very generic and very basic. I've left mm -hmm. out things there purposely. Yeah. Because I know I'd rather people do their research on that than me just giving it out just like that. Because then you're still going to need a solicitor. Mm -hmm. So who's in your team? So this is why I started, again, this is why you have to start as a business in regards to property. In regards to property investing, you have to have it as a team. So there are certain key characters you'll need mm -hmm. for that. And again, how do you meet these people? At networking events. Mm -hmm. Whether it's, it doesn't have to be property related, it could be anything. It could be trading, it could be a, an event about eBay for Christ's sake. And then there are people out there who have skills that you need. Yeah. So your network is your net worth. That's good. So literally, uh, that's a quote from one of my mentors. I can't say that's mine. But, yeah, but even if he, he probably heard it. Yeah, yeah so, go, on, go ahead. You, it's, it's not who you know, it's who knows you and mm -hmm. what do they know about you that you do mm -hmm. that they can go and recommend to someone else. So again, if you're not a people's person and you're in business, you really need to be. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people when I tell them that I'm in property, they think I'm a landlord by fixing toilets and shit. And it's like, not really, to be honest, I help people who really need to sell their, their property by linking them up with investors. 
who can buy their property, who have no problem buying their property. Obviously at a discounted value, but we help those people. It's a people business. So yeah. That's a key that's a key thing to to for people to note down as well as that when you when you uh, like a biz I always heard from I think I heard it from Elon Musk it was like um, all a business is is a group of individuals who are coming together to yes. make an idea happen and the the quality of that business is depending on the people and the idea but the, if the if you can have a if you have an idea but the people aren't good enough uh, uh, don't have the quality to execute it well then it's a bad business this is a thing one, one thing I found surrounding myself with people who claim to be so-called entrepreneurs i don't call myself that i might use hashtags in that to target my audience on instagram for instance but Mm -hmm. i personally don't i feel like i don't have the right to call myself that yet Mm -hmm. yet but there are people out there like for fuck's sake working in starbucks and then doing something on the side and then say that they're an entrepreneur (laughs) me personally i don't know if this will offend you guys i'm really sorry but even if it did even if it did if you have a job and you're doing a business on the side you're not an entrepreneur an an entrepreneur (laughs) takes risks he jumps off a cliff and he builds wings on the way down Mm -hmm. it's as as simple as that i love that as well it's as simple as that i know some people get butthurt over that Mm. but like i said i was thrown into this because Mm. i planned to work in the banking industry i didn't plan to make fucking ebay business and then get into property etc even though i wanted to i didn't plan to Mm -hmm. So in a way, I was kind of, I had no choice. Well, I did have a choice. You know, I would apply for another job or take the risk, but I'd rather people take risks now than take them later when they're 40 years old and they've got exactly. kids to feed. Yeah. Um, this is like something I was trying to drill into my mum is like, look, support me. I'm young. Let me do this. Give me a year. And then if things don't work out, okay, you know what you win. Like, mm-hmm. So if you're young, I'd say take as many risks as possible. Like not just in business in life in life it's itself time to do it yeah yeah like then you're young like even in trading uh, disclaimer like not qualified to say this but just as an example even if you leverage a trade by a thousand so for example the platform or the broker will give you a thousand plus on that so do a hundred times a thousand they'll give you x amount mm-hmm. so you're trading more with more money than you actually own even if you do that that's still a risk you're still taking a risk but it's all about managing those risks you take yeah so whatever situation you get yourself into from taking those risks accept it and make that decision right or at least try your hardest to so yeah that that would be my piece on this it's just yeah. like it's really annoying when when i go to these events and then they're like especially especially the older people like especially the older older attendees it's like they call themselves entrepreneur but then they're working somewhere else and then they're doing their business on the side i'd say go all in like don't get me wrong at some points yes you will need money to obviously for your business but then this is where commercial finance comes in ever heard of that term not explained so there are people out there who will give you money obviously for an an interest rate in return for your business okay a lot of people would think okay just to work or go to a bank for a bank loan where they'll charge you 18.59% interest. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, like that's ridiculous. There are angel investors. There's a yeah. mm-hmm. there's a website called gofundme.com exactly. where you can just put in your business idea. Don't get me wrong, it's going to be hard, but once you actually market it and advertise it, mm-hmm. there are key things you have to remember. What your venture, what value is it bringing? And it took me a while to really understand that is what difference is your business going to make to people's lives what value is it going to bring is it just purely for your own sake like those who are included in my property side the value they get is they learn these techniques that i've been taught that i'm applying 
they learn that they don't have to take out a mortgage to buy their own property. They learn that, for example, rather than renting, literally giving money to their landlord and then that's it, they can go on the rent to buy. That's what I'm on. Mm. So me and my landlord have agreed that at a fixed price, the price will stay the same, no matter what, if the property goes up. I'm paying you rent, which goes towards purchasing the house at a fixed price today. So if the property's worth 300,000 today, if in five years time it's worth 600,000, I'm still buying it at 300,000. Mm. All that rent goes towards it. Obviously I'm paying a premium and I've put up an upfront deposit, but these are some of the methods. So that's the value I bring. I pass on everything I know. And obviously it's for their own experience. So people on the prop, those who've joined me on the property side, they learn to understand people's backgrounds and reasons why they're selling and learn how to speak to people in a way sells so to speak so it's just the value that you bring like no matter what your business venture is make sure it brings value mm. i'm gonna i think we should wrap it up because of time um 11, is it 11 uh sorry one one hour 11 minutes okay i think that's that's a good amount of time Thank you very much, Aaron, for That's coming awesome, on. That's awesome, man. I enjoyed it. it. Um, is there, um, before we wrap it up, is there anything, any uh, like last thoughts or anything that you want, want to plug? Maybe people can follow you on online or where can they find you for? Yeah, you can you can follow me on Instagram. Um, so ArianChavdar0602. Don't ask about the name. We'll have like, um, the description yeah. and, and the link in the um, description. Really, all I'm doing on there is just documenting my journey. Like of what I'm what I'm doing. So probably after we finish today, as long as you're okay with it, if mm. I can just like record oh, cool, cool, your yeah. little studio and then <laughs> yeah. I'll upload that because it's like a little memory file. Yeah. To show to show people what I'm doing, and like for, for just as a reminder for me as like my own journey, so yeah. to speak. Um, and just to hustle, like literally people, especially those who know us, mm-hmm. bear in mind from 2012, 13, 14, 15, 16 five years where was i on facebook where was i on social media i was a ghost i was gone why is it only now i've been appearing on there do you you see my point so i kept quiet for all those years working on my own self and my own businesses etc and now i'm kind of giving it out there now to people Mm -hmm. so i just say just hustle and work yeah just do whatever it takes like don't don't give in to the easy route like you'll have people who tell you that you can't make it and so on but then they just they're just words and it's just because they can't do it so it's no reason why you can't in the words of Bruce Lee don't pray for an easy life yes pray for uh, the strength to endure a difficult one absolutely mm. or be like water yeah I love be that be like water <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, thank you Aaron for coming on awesome again. Dan pleasure love, lovely to talk to you lovely to talk to you Dan cheers thank you thanks for listening to the podcast I hope you found the conversation enjoyable and interesting If you did enjoy the podcast, do support us by liking and sharing the podcast with your friends. You can follow us on Facebook at It's Not An Interview and you'll get updates on future episodes and clips. You'll be able to comment on posts to continue the conversation and you'll also be able to have quick access to the podcast on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes and Stitcher. You can also find the podcast on any podcasting app that that you use. Just search for It's Not An Interview and you should find us. Again, thanks for listening and thank you for your support. Your support is extremely appreciated.